This episode of the Open Guard Cast is brought to you by Electrum Performance. Electrum Performance is one of the top strength and conditioning programs for jiu-jitsu athletes. They're based out of San Diego, California, and train a lot of the best jiu-jitsu athletes in the world. So if you're looking to increase your strength and conditioning training, um, you can use our discount code OpenGuardCast25 for 25% off all their programs. And yeah, so we're super excited today. We have uh, Esteban Martinez on the podcast. Um, I first came across Esteban just watching him compete at the local tournaments in Arizona. And then it was pretty cool. One time I traveled to San Jose to do the IBJJF San Jose Open, and he ended up winning the Open class, which was sweet because I got to see him fight a bunch of really heavy guys and just seeing his style and the way he took those guys on. And it, it was awesome just seeing all the techniques that you use. Seeing you put him in the crucifix was oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like one of my favorite tournaments. Yeah. Probably my favorite tournament at Brown Belt. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so. I think the first time I saw you compete, you were already a brown belt. Um, I think it was a local Arizona tournament. Yeah. And then the second time I saw you was when you won that open class. So yeah, do you want to yeah. talk? You want to talk about uh, about that win just to start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like the loss, I fought Logan Jewel. I remember him because he killed me, dude. Yeah. Dude, he killed me. I think dude. he's what? Is he medium heavy? Dude, he heavy, heavy, dude. He, yeah, <laughs> he was big, and he like two. I say he's like 190, 200 at, at maybe 200. He's big, yeah. And then he, he was putting neon belly on me, dude, and I had like nightmares about it. After <laughs> he like pulled my my pants and my collar, and he like full blown like neon belly. Oh my god! Me. Yeah, just pull, yeah, putting the knee pressure down and pulling up as hard as he could. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know, I was like, what am I doing here? I remember that. And That's I was funny not let him tap me out but he he got me and like i don't know it took him a while but he got me so yeah. it was the worst match ever like i got like a giant cauliflower ear from <laughs> i remember i blew my cauliflower ear and yeah i just got just tapped out and then i was like I, i'm not a brown belt yet it's <laughs> funny because like, there was no one in my division on that match too because it's like mm -hmm. the lighter divisions there's not a lot of fighters so yeah, sometimes yep. I'll forget to check my bracket, and I'll just be like, be like, no one in your bracket. So then I, I got to do the absolute to get a match in. Uh huh. Yeah, and then my first brown belt match was that match. Was oh, just, that was your first brown belt match. Yeah, they put me into the uh, yeah, absolute. So uh, yeah, first match ever was an absolute match at brown belt. So I was That's like, well, awesome. at least there's that, right? At least like, <laughs> at least it's an absolute. I was like, yeah, exactly. Before. Yeah, so I was like, alright, eventually I'll win an absolute and like. Turns out my first absolute title at Brown Belt was the IBJJF San Jose, and I lost in the finals, so I like didn't win my bracket at the absolute, or I didn't win my bracket at the Open, just the absolute. Yeah, I remember our mats, uh, the mat I competed on and the mat you competed on were right next to each other. So between, while I was waiting for my matches, I was uh, I was watching your mat, and I think you won your semifinal and yeah. you lost in the final. Is that right? Yeah, I lost. Yes, to Nick Bowley. I just remember people that beat me. Yeah, that was that was a tough match. I remember that was really back and forth too. And I think you yeah. almost had him in the crucifix at one point yeah, too. Yeah, dude, I, I it was yeah. close exchanges, bro. He it was a close match, like two points or something. Uh huh. Yeah, he's really tough too. It was a close match. Yeah, he was a tough grappler, and I was like, I was pretty good. I was pretty happy that I did so well against him, but at the uh -huh. same time, I felt like I was really, I could have done better and yeah, a double gold at IBJJF, but. So do you want to talk about the the open class at that tournament? Oh, that was a good one. I I had a who was it? I, I forget his name, but I had a good a good opponent. My first match, he, he was from Arizona. 
fun. Yeah, man. yeah, it was Gary. Gary, that's yeah. Gary, dude, I remember it. It's a good match, dude. He's coming out. Super tough, yeah. Yeah, he was tough, dude. I underestimated him a little bit. He came out, you know. And then, um, I don't remember my next opponent, but then my other, my last opponent was was Chris Hargett, dude. Christopher Hargett. Dude, he was, he was just like, he was an intimidating guy because he was like emotionless. emotionless. Yeah, he looked like he was maybe like an MMA fighter or something. Yeah, Good takedowns and. <laughs> dude, he was just like a machine, dude, doing things like technically, like a real technical fighter, and I was intimidated a little bit. And he racked up like fifteen points on me or something. He was just demolishing me that whole match, and uh, in the last like minute, I got I caught like a choke or something out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I was losing the absolute, and I was like, I lost. <laughs> and then I, I, I caught a choke on the last minute, and and uh, he had a tap, and it was like the end of the finals. That's awesome. So yeah, I definitely want to get into more of your like absolute division competitions and stuff like that. But do you first want to start out talking just about like how you got into jujitsu? I know you wrestled before, so maybe you could talk about how you got into wrestling too. Okay. Yeah. Um. So started with wrestling. I was. I was doing baseball, and, and I was, like, 12, 13 doing baseball, and I wasn't very good at it. And then when I got to high school, like, I was, I didn't even want to try out for the team because these guys were, like, monsters at baseball. Yeah. So then I was like, you know, I'm just going to go to another sport. And uh, I tried, I tried like, the other, some other sports, and then I found wrestling. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, pretty pretty much it from, from there because I got a bunch of friends in that in that team on the wrestling mm-hmm. team already and then uh yeah i found like tournaments and then i was hooked i was like all right there's tournaments so i was like i could train and, and try to win a gold medal the medals kind of like were fascinating for me yeah for sure um, yeah i got my first like medal when i was uh, a sophomore in high school so i started i started wrestling as a, in high school as a freshman and then i got my first medal as a sophomore and the uh, yeah, I remember I couldn't get a gold medal for like a year, but I'd always get second and third. And then like I think I got a gold, yeah, as a sophomore once at the end of the year or something. Yeah. And I was like I was like hooked on like golds. I remember it was so like <laughs> far to get a gold for me. Yeah, it seemed, yeah. It seemed like it was like a tough challenge, like a distant yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like a wall you gotta break through, like if you want to be like a champ to get a, like your first gold medal like you just mm-hmm. get one and then you're just like all right gotten a gold medal dude. so when you started wrestling you you went through a lot of losses before you got your first win oh dude i was getting my whole first year i didn't even like i didn't even make the team i was just trying out oh wow practice. yeah i didn't even like i didn't uh win any of my matches like had a couple of like like practice matches and stuff and then i had a mm-hmm. Like, uh, every practice, I'd get beat up, you know, so, like, I didn't even make the team, really, and then the next year, I was good, I, I, I won a lot of matches, and I made it to the varsity, in like, one year. Yeah, so that's like, awesome. The littlest guy, so there wasn't so many opponents, and mm-hmm. that was what I liked about it, is that, the, like, there was weight class for me, so I had, like, my own spot, like, against, like, people that weighed the same, so it was fair, right, other than, like, I'd be playing basketball, and... Then yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so it was like sports were, weren't fair for me, and then I found one that was like the even playing field, 
so that was hooked i was hooked on it and yeah, I, it's yeah. one of my favorite things about wrestling and jiu-jitsu, just the weight classes. Like, obviously, not everyone's meant physically to play basketball or to play football. You know, you got to kind of yeah. be a certain size. But in wrestling and jiu-jitsu, you could be really tiny and still, you know, be an amazing world-class athlete. So it's really cool. So do you want to talk about how you found out about jiu-jitsu? Like, what was, your, what was the initial, like, spark of your interest in jiu-jitsu? There was these guys on my on my jiu-jitsu, on my wrestling team doing jujitsu, and I was always I was never interested in it. I was like, "What are they doing? That looks weird. <laughs> that looks weird." Looks right? weird. Yeah. yeah, they're like on the floor and they're like doing like yeah, they're like on the floor and they're doing positions and yeah, and I was like, "That's weird." And like chokeholds and stuff, and I was like, "I don't want to do that. I'm just wrestling." But uh, my friend, another guy on the team, was like, "Hey man, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing jujitsu. I'm about to get my blue belt in jujitsu." I was like, what's a blue, what's a jujitsu, what's blue belt, like, and then I was like, oh, it's what those kids, those other kids were doing, and, I, and it was like, the, they were, I think they were doing more UFC mm-hmm. jujitsu, but um, this guy was, like, trying to do, like, jujitsu and go compete, and, like, was at, a, like, a jujitsu school in our town, nice. and uh, I went to try it, and uh, this guy was there, he's a blue belt, and, and he was, like, my, my friend was a blue belt, but he made my friend look like not a blue belt right (laughs) like a white belt yeah my friend got his blue belt he's like i'm a blue belt and then we went to train with his like this the team and uh there's this blue belt there who was like just destroying everybody he's like i'm from california right and i was like dude that's guy actually knows jiu-jitsu because he's obviously beating up everybody else like yeah yeah and like there's like this purple belt giant soldier dude and like the blue belt was like much smaller and would just like beat him up like at will with the moves and he would show the moves and stuff. And I was like, man, this guy knows exactly the moves he's doing. He's showing them how to do it. And then he does it. And then he's like, and it does it just like how he's showing it. Right? And it's like, I was just fascinated. And this guy was big too. So I was like, man, this big guy really knows how to use his, like, his uh, body. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, for sure. My first coach actually is the blue belt. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So wh- yeah. so where did you where did you start training jiu to? Um, in, in this Blue Belt's garage. In oh, really? Yeah. So he was, like, kind of, like, teaching everybody at this school because the instructor wasn't really so great. Uh-huh. Blue Belt was, like, teaching everybody. And uh, he just went and started his own little jiu-jitsu club in his garage. That's so awesome. Had, yeah, so we had, like, a bunch of guys in the garage starting out, and then we got our own gym. We got our own gym, like, three months later and called it Pitbull. Mm-hmm. Cause that was where he came from, from California, and then he brought his brother out, out, and his brother was a black belt. So like, I got to train with his, with his name was Kale Lopez, and I got to train with him for a year, and like he like, he was really good, like yeah, yeah, he would kill everybody, and I was like, I was impressed. I was just impressed like by like how he um, just like how like he was like create super creative and did whatever he wanted and make up things and like. It was so it was so easy for him that he had to like do like fancy cartwheel like crazy stuff because like <laughs> like it was like too easy he would make it like in, he would make it entertaining and I was like man he's a guy it's too it's too easy for him and he'd do everything like like it was really easy yeah but, that's but, funny yeah it was crazy <laughs> it was a cool experience yeah it's cool I think it's kind of interesting how so so your coach was a bigger guy to start yeah both of them yeah both of them are big they're big like they're they're like part Hawaiian kind of big guys like yeah so awesome yeah. so that was in in new mexico yeah yeah new mexico okay. 
We had a gym up there. It was a good team for. I was I went white through brown through Pibble with mm-hmm. my with my coach who was like he was always one belt ahead of me, and then my his brother was like my coach too. Yeah, they that's awesome. Me, yeah, they taught me like my whole like aggressive like I had like like they like they gave me my start my foundation of like kind of like aggressive and nonstop and and I kind of kept with it I learned a lot of moves and like I went and trained with Casio for a year Casio Warnick and that's mm-hmm. where I won the San Jose Open trained with Casio Warnick and he he was a uh, like he was one of the most inspiring persons I've ever met he was that's like awesome. working out like an hour before practice every day and like teaching every day he was an awesome coach yeah that's cool so do you want to talk about like what made you want to move from new mexico to train with casio because he's in northern california right yeah he's like in Santa northern california. yeah so like i just wanted to get better um like better training and tournament opportunities mm-hmm. so like i was like i climbed up because i was there from uh, my white belt to brown belt for like five years and yeah. I, I climbed up the school's ranks to like I was the number one like competitor for a purple belt out there in brown belt, and I was and I just got to brown belt, and I was doing pretty, pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted to go do tournaments in California, and my friend lived out there, so I I decided to like go live with my friend because he offered it, and uh, train with Cassio Warnick where he was. So I was I I took the opportunity because like he trained and he was he was out there, and uh, his team he had some like some guys. And I knew, like, the whole team before I got out there because he would tell me, like, dude, this guy, Matt Bingaman, he has hands <laughs> like like, a, like banana-sized fingers. And, like, oh, you know, and he's like, yeah, and Steven Anderson, he's like a noodle. And, like, you know, there's, like, he had all these characters. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, and then Casio is, is like, a legend. So, I, I, like, I, like, knew the whole team before I went out there. And I was like, all right, because my, my, one of my best friends is out there. And I was like, and, and, and I'm not really, like, I'm not training. I'm te- I'm on teaching teaching mode, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go. I wanted to go train and compete. So I, I went out and yeah, I wanted to like. I was a young dude. I wanted to start. I wanted to be able to like travel and and knew, know that I could like I could go do jujitsu wherever I wanted and travel. Yeah, so I, I did it, and I went to California, and it was kind of like I'm gonna I'm not gonna make it kind of thing, but it was it was fine. Like I just went out there, like got a job right away, and just trained trained and worked yeah so we have a a bunch of like full-time competitors that we have on the podcast and one of the things we always ask is like how were you able to make that transition from just doing jujitsu kind of as a hobby to trying to make it like a career like you mentioned you had a job but was it just like a jujitsu job or was it something outside uh, of that i went to i never i i I quit to white through brown i was full jujitsu like career like it was my career Mm-hmm. And I was a white belt, and I quit everything, <laughs> and I and I did it all the way to brown. And then when I moved to California, I had to get a job, and mm-hmm. I, I worked at a Thai restaurant, so I was like a waiter, and like I would I would like I would go to work and stuff, and I would try to do jujitsu at work. Like I would try to be like like uh, I don't know like break falls or like I'd do like technical stand-ups and whatever I could do in yeah. without like you know I, mean, I couldn't be get messy like I had to do food and stuff so I could yeah. <laughs> did you do that work but, but I would try to, like, yeah I would still try to like I don't know think about like like balancing stuff and like I was always trying to do like train myself at work but I was yeah the same and then I was I, I needed to like and that's why I left California because I I didn't want to work and train 
and I had an opportunity mm-hmm. to come. I had an opportunity to come back and teach jujitsu for uh, for pay, and so I I went back home to New Mexico to do jujitsu full time because it was like either stay at Casio's and work like, like most of my week and train like you know train the rest of the time I'm off. Yeah. Like split half and half, and I I wanted it to be full time competitor because I know. I was doing better than ever, and I was training half. So I was like, man, if I could just be a full-time competitor, I would I would make even bigger progress. So I, I moved back to train full-time. Even though I wouldn't have, like, my team, I would be training full-time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of – it was kind of a decision that I didn't – I wasn't, like – I wasn't fully, like, happy with. Like, I, I think I would maybe – you know, we would make mistakes and stuff, so I feel like maybe I yeah. should have stayed. But it it was it worked out because then I I needed a coach and I went back to California for another two years three years to train with Lucas where I got my black belt and like I got third in the world and like won a bunch of tournaments in South mm-hmm. California so it was it worked out like my my I got like got a new team you know and like it met met a lot of people good connections so yeah so how long were you at Casio before you moved back to New Mexico. For a year, a whole year. A year, okay. Yeah, I think I would have got my black belt like in another six months to a year, another year out there, because mm-hmm. I was doing work at tournaments for him. Like, yeah. A whole year of just, I think I won like twelve to like fourteen medals. In, oh man. In that year, yeah. So at that's least awesome. Once or twice a month, dude. And like, so, I, I think I medaled like almost every tournament I went to, except for like Pans or Worlds or something. Mm-hmm. So, so then, well, after that, you you said you moved back to New Mexico and started teaching. Yeah. Teaching. Where were you uh, teaching in New Mexico? Um, I went back to take over my old gym and. Uh, oh I was, wow. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was teaching over there for a while, and then, like, it didn't work out with um the transition with the transition of ownership. So mm-hmm. I went to I went to go teach at UFC gym. Like I got another teaching job out there. So. I was teaching out there happy, and then I, I, I wanted to, like, get my black belt so I could promote people to brown. and mm-hmm. Right, because there's a lot of people that maybe needed brown belts. And I, I didn't feel comfortable giving a brown belt as a brown belt for just, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I would want to get my my belt from someone one belt above me or stripe above me or something, you know. Or, or yeah. I have, like, a black belt with some stripes now that I'm a black belt. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, but um yeah i got my i was like i'm gonna leave and I, I did and that was like probably the best decision i made because i went to california and, um I, I got a lot of teammates one of, yeah i've made a lot of friends you know like and even my competitors a lot of them are my friends like when i compete against someone i usually like remember them and be friends with them yeah like, so just like going out and competing i like get a lot of connections even if i lose like I still meet people and like social socialize and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit too about uh, ZR team because that was the second team you went to in California, right? Yeah. Southern, Southern California. California. So that's a really good team. They have a lot of high level competitors there. But yeah. was that? Did you have any like reservations about doing that? Because when you first moved to California, you had to get that job. And Southern California is probably even more expensive than Northern California. It so was. were you worried about like that transition and being able to make a living? Yeah, it was. I I was really worried. It was like <laughs> every time I went to California, I was I was like on the edge. I was I was scared. 
but yeah i just went for it dude my my friend <laughs> my friend had my support his name is mike medina Mm-hmm. He he uh he's a black belt. He got his black belt like around the same time. We went we went white through black together. He was a blue belt when I met him. We went white through black, and uh we were like we were always like passing each other in our stripes. And, you know, like we were like, <laughs> going back was, and forth competing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I passed. He was a blue belt. Somehow I passed him, and then uh and then right he passed me. Got his got his brown and or, no actually I got my brown first, and then he got his brown from Casio. And then he moved to South Cal, uh, South Cal, when trained with Lucas and got his black, like a year before me. So, awesome. Like, we were going like, yeah, he was, he, yeah we were going up neck and neck the, racing. <laughs> yeah, we were like best friends. Like we would always compete against each other and like have like animosity, and then like we ended up like liking each other. We we're always like, oh, he's trying to be the best student. We we're we we're always trying to be the best student at the gym, but that was like our common kind of interest. Like we always were, were strived for like. The, the best you know yeah he, for sure yeah so he like took totally took care of me he was like hey man come out come out and stay and uh you could you could just live at my house so i, I was like what this opportunity like you can't like that's the reason i went out there because he's like hey you could kind of live with me room room with me and then um this this time he was like man you could come stay with me for for nothing i'm not gonna charge you he's like i just want you to come out here and train with them for a while so i was like all right that can't hurt and i I did it because like there's no cost to me besides like paying for training so I just would pay for training and then after a while I told I told him like hey man I'm out of money and <laughs> and he's like oh dude he said this is all the money you had I gave him I was like here's a hundred bucks I was like that's all I got professor and he's like dude he's like keep it keep it <laughs> he's like what do you mean that's all you got keep it so I was like man this guy's awesome so I, I like I trained hard and and uh yeah and then he kept paying me or he started paying me yeah because I, I was paying him and then i would just like he let me keep my money so mm-hmm. i like full-on committed to the gym and, and uh he started paying me like right away that's like, awesome I was, I was like man like I, like the more i do the more like the more he gives back so he was really cool and uh he'd give me he'd, he'd pay me right away so i was like man i'm gonna make a living doing jujitsu right off the start so I did. I made. I made a living doing jujitsu for the three years with Lucas Osha. Nice. So yeah. you were teaching at his academy? Yeah, I was teaching at both. His, yeah, his his academy for for like a year, and then I taught at his like side, his other gym, his smaller gym, for like two years. Mm-hmm. So I taught at both his gyms, and I was going back and forth. A lot of times, I teach at both gyms, like one one class in the morning at the main academy and then i'll go to the night academy at the small gym and i was like running i was running the small gym for a while for like a year no six months by myself like i had a pretty i was a head instructor of the other small gym but Mm -hmm. um yeah i was just working but i was just working still like for jiu-jitsu and uh i i i decided to go to north carolina because um, I felt like, like I was, it was time for me to start like my own, my own team, you know, mm-hmm. kind of build, build, like build up some guys on my own, you know, like that's what it's kind of, I feel like I, there's people over there that could teach my students, but out here there's not really a lot of jujitsu and I could teach, I think, I think it to teach a lot more just because there's like more people that don't know jujitsu. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it's easier to teach it. And like the tournaments are moved to the east, 
like everything happened so I, at the same time like covid and stuff so like the tournaments came out here like i got an mm-hmm. opportunity to like come to a school to, like just how i it was i went back to new mexico to teach but mm-hmm. this one this one was like a little more um for me being able to take over the the me being able to like run the team as my gym right to do things like how i would want to do it so yeah like a little more professionally set up for you yeah well i could do it my way so i like my the zr team was always it's always cool like i liked how it was run and i my i did the rules and it was it was cool i still like kind of run the gym like how how zr team runs it mm-hmm. but it's like i could just do whatever i want like if i want to do like bottom or play top game takedowns whatever i want to do like i could i could just say what we need to work on and it's like yeah yeah i'm like the top like i could i could kind of direct how i would want to learn and mm-hmm. it like makes my training good because i train like how i want to best train for myself so i set up class like how i want to train and like everyone just trains with me and they're happy and i'm i'm getting the training that i want because i set up my class the way i would i want to train yeah but it's super cool like i it's really laid back and i just have like a awesome awesome group of guys out there so like i i decided to stay so i'm going to be staying out there and building a team out there that's awesome. Yeah. So how how did how did yeah. that move kind of come about? Like, did someone contact you? Like, hey, we have this opportunity for you, or was it like something that you just you know maybe you identified in like uh, area of the market? Mike, my buddy Mike again, dude. He like always keeps setting me up, to me <laughs> out for climbing me up, dude. He, yeah. Dude, he he's in the Air Force, uh, or is it, no, his wife's in the Air Force. He travels. Mm-hmm. He came out to this area, and uh, he got a job. He got a job out like teaching at this school. Like he, um, my teammate Diego probably I think is the first one. Like my my two teammates that are really good, Diego and Gabriel. And mm-hmm. uh, Diego, Diego Hamalio and Gabriel, Gabriel Souza. Yeah. Yeah, and they were they were the reasons I went to ZR because they were there, and I got to train with Gabriel and Diego Hamalio every day, and those guys are animals. Yeah, they're crazy good. It is a nightmare. Yeah, so I got to train with them every day, and when they left, it was kind of like sad, and it was it was it was like I wanted to train with train with my friends again. Lucas is always there and stuff, and he's he's the best like the best to train with, but. Mm-hmm. Like is is different. Like these two guys were always trying to compete and, and yeah, just like my my friends and stuff and like they we were they were like the competition core. So mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I just that's why um well Diego got the opportunity to come run a gym out there and he he took it and and like within like two months his gym was like fully like established and then like four months six months he has like over a hundred students. And like he's only been there six months, eight months, and COVID's been going on the whole time, and his gym is like still thriving, still like he's able to like grow still. Yeah. Uh, and so like, he's in North Carolina, you said yeah. too. Yeah. Awesome. And um, yeah, so somehow my my friend Mike was teaching at the other gym because he he lived in Baltimore, so he would come out here to teach, and it was just too far for him to travel, so they wanted someone like full time, and he has a family that station the his wife's in the military so they're stationed out there mm-hmm. so he he couldn't come out all the time so he gave he offered me the job like he recommended me the job and uh, yeah so like everything was like set up already and he, he like gave full like 
he's like, dude, this this is what you need, bro. This is where you need. Like, I totally vouch for, like, the the gym, the people there, like, like the the pay, the everything is like set up nice. Like, yeah, I, I would stay forever. Like, my family wasn't, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, if you're gonna vouch for me like that, like, vouch for him, like my 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 boss and my team, mm -hmm. my team, like, I, I trusted him because he set me up already in like two of the other best situations, Casio's and Lucas's. So I was like, all right, let's do it again. And yeah. I, took his, I took his job, and <laughs> so now, <laughs> yeah, so now I'm the head coach, dude, and he he's he's uh, training at Lord Irving's. And he's That's like awesome. dope. He's my soap sponsor now, so it's like, like I give a shout out to him. Eight eight four nine four soap. That's that's my new sponsor. And uh, awesome. Eight four yeah. nine four soap. Eight four nine four soap. Yeah. Cool. Um, he's he's a beast, dude. He makes it like all by hand. He's like, makes it all, but and then sends it out. So. Yeah, it's cool. I have to look them up. They're on Instagram yeah. and Facebook and everything. Yeah, they're on Instagram. I don't know about Facebook, but uh, Instagram for sure. He's sending me a package to my house. I'm sending. I'm when I get home from Florida, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give soap to everybody. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like yeah. those new soap brands that I feel like they're better for for all the skin stuff we deal with yeah, jujitsu. Like you know? Yeah, like natural yeah. soap. Yeah, because like you're showering like twice a day if you train, you know. Yeah, for sure. So you're showering a lot, you know. You don't want to use like too much chemicals. Exactly. Yeah, so he's got like all natural bars, and you, it's like you don't know shame and like over lathering. You know? Uh huh. It's yeah, I'm gonna look them up. That's awesome. Yeah, he's legit. Dude. He, he, there's nothing in there that's not like a natural ingredient too. He's like super picky. That's cool. Like, he, and it's all and there's always something that kills fungus and bacteria and stuff because that's good point yeah so i i wanted to ask you too because you had like really good instructors at casios and then yeah. obviously you had really good instructors at zr team um so how is it getting your training in when you're also the head instructor because everyone's coming to you for questions and you know you're the you're the main source of knowledge so how are you able to get world-class training for your competitions while at the same time providing good training for all your students so now out in out in Florida or in North Carolina, I'm mm -hmm. able to get good training because my friend Diego Hamalo set up his gym and it's, it's huge and it's like 30 minutes away from my gym. Oh wow, that's perfect. Yeah, so his gym is across town in another in another little town. It's called Spring Lake. So this is the R team Spring Lake, and then my gym is in a town called Hope Mills. Mm -hmm. So my school is is 30 minutes away from town so his, some of his guys will come and train with me sometimes and then i try to send my guys over there to get good training because over there there's like some killers coming in like you'll see guys coming in and you're just like oh no like, oh, <laughs> another killer another monster and um yeah it's rough so he has some they're all soldiers he's right next to fort bragg military mm -hmm. base so all his students are like army soldiers mm -hmm. and they're tough dude they like they're all of them, they're like a lot of a lot of new guys, but they're all like in shape. They got some colored belts and stuff already. I guess from like travelers. Like there's a lot of like, tra you know, like people coming in out of town and stuff. Yeah. So he has like some upper belts coming in pretty frequently, and um, he's he's just training with him is 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 horrible. <laughs> he's yeah, he's strong, tough. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't stop either. He he he's a very like. Uh, he's technical, strategic, he's very strategic. And then uh, he just recruited Gabriel Souza. So Gabriel Souza's back with him. 
and they're every day together. Awesome. Yeah. What's it like training with Gabriel? Because Gabriel's a little bit closer to your size. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. He's really fast. He's pr- faster than me, which is crazy because I'm the lightest weight class. Yeah. Yeah, so he's fat, like lightning fast. But his technique is sharp too, razor sharp. So he's fast and sharp. So it's it's really like hard to stop anything he does because he, he's really fast with it. Mm-hmm. And um, strong for his size. Yeah, he's pretty well-rounded, I'm going to say. Like, he beats me up more than I can, I can, you know, more than most people. Yeah. I usually have a lot harder time with him than I do with, like, a, a giant man. Because mm-hmm. he's just so fast and, sh- and, sh- and sharp. Like, he goes straight to what he's doing. Like, straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And, and he's kind of smooth. I, I I could go on, dude. Gabriel's, like, my one of my, like, most, like, um influential training partners because i was always like oh i gotta be like gabriel i want to be like gabriel yeah i've been watching him compete since he was brown belt too actually yeah. since purple belt and yeah i've seen him winning at purple and i was a brown and uh yeah he shot way past me i was a brown <laughs> doing all right he was a purple belt killing it and then he was all of a sudden a brown killing it won every match at brown and then uh he got his black like six months a year before me he got my, his black a while before me yeah, I watched him compete in the final of uh, Nogi Pans recently. That was kind of sad with his knee dislocating um, oh, yeah. against Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, he he yeah he's been rehabbing that knee that knee. So like it was like yeah it was scary, but he seems to be he's okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully he's he's um fully healed in mm-hmm. the Abu Dhabi World Pro, which is coming up I think next. He's he's like ranked uh, number one still, so I think there's like one more tournament he has to defend for his like world title or for his number one placing title mm-hmm. yeah diego awesome. my, my other teammates rank number two so, like they're like ranked for abu dhabi yeah yeah for the past two years in a row like they so it's like they're like always telling me Esther, you gotta get your passport and you gotta come, <laughs> come with us and i was like no i can't do it but now i'm starting to believe like maybe i can go and try and, like i was like oh, i can't go travel to other countries but they they do it, and I, I feel like you know that's that's like the point of like having good training partners is like they do things that is like ridiculous, and you're like ah oh, maybe I could try it. Yeah, they motivate you to reach yeah, reach, reach higher. They fly across the world like nothing, and I'm like man, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't seem that hard. Like, yeah. You guys make it look easy. And that's funny. Back with like gold trophies and stuff, and I'm like man, you guys are so cool. <laughs> like i want to be like you <laughs> yeah exactly so, that's, that's, so I, that's why i went out there to train with with him and um i could we could kind of like network schools so I, if i mm-hmm. took this school then we could kind of, i could kind of like help him grow in the sense that i could send send those guys for at my gym over to him and he could help me too you know so yeah it sounds like almost like the ideal situation where you have your business that you can help grow and help your own students but then when you need to train hard for competition it's yeah. not like it's not too far of a trip to make to travel with, uh, yeah. to train with Diego and Joao yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome exactly so I was like this is like this the, the opportunity I kind of should take and I, I, I didn't want to do it because like I'm always scared to leave but yeah like, this time I was like I was like, why are you scared? Why are you always scared when it hap- turns out to be the best thing you ever do? Like, because when I went to California, I was terrified. And then I was like, I'm never going home. 
<laughs> you know, I, I would be, I would be, uh, I would be sleeping on the benches before I went home because I, I just loved it, dude. I was like, I don't care what I gotta do. I'm staying out in California, and uh, yeah. And then they got me to leave with like an offer, so I was like, all right, I'm leaving. California's kind of going crazy right now, anyways. Yeah, for sure, it was a good time so to leave. Like, yeah, I was like, I'll take a break, come back, come back when Cali settles down. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about like some of your recent accomplishments at Black Belt? Because I think the biggest one probably is winning nationals, Gi and Nogi. That was really big. Oh, by far. Yeah, that's just, yeah. That was, I didn't, that was the biggest one? I haven't done too much at Black Belt. I just got it in um, 2019 Worlds. So it was like June or mm-hmm. last year. June 2019. Yeah, so June of 2019. So like a year and a half or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I... I won like any bjjf my first my first tournament and then i lost to diego in the absolute yeah and, he, and then cool. in the, we fought in the absolute of both the gi and no gi but in the in, in the gi he gave me the win because he said he said if i make it to the absolute he'll give me the win <laughs> and it was like a month later I, I made it to the absolute like the first tournament and he's like oh man that was quick so he yeah and then the next match uh, is in the app. We both made it to the Nogi Absolute. And mm-hmm. he, and everyone on my team was like, you guys got to fight, fight, fight. <laughs> and, and I was like, come on, Professor. And then, uh, yeah, he beat me. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he beat me. And then, you knew your game. He cheated. Yeah, he, he did. He t- <laughs> dude, he's just like, all right. Well, I was, giving, I was, doing, I was doing pretty good because I was doing my best. And he was like, probably like, just like, he had it. He probably had it. He's like, all right, I'm going to show you what I could do. Because he's, yeah. he's like, you mean nice. And then, yeah, he just like blast double leg me. All right. You got it. Yeah. So funny. Then, and then uh, the next tournament I I won was a, hmm, I, I did a no, I did a IBJJF and I tried to win the Gi, but I lost. I lost. I, I forget who he beat me. Which he, tournament was that? Um, the San Jose 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was like in January or something. I won. I I lost my first match. The guy was pretty good. I forget who he was. And then um, I went to the absolute. No. Um, I lost. I should have went to the absolute, but I didn't know that I could go to the absolute without winning or placing. Oh right, right, right. So I guess Zip life out. You don't have to place. You just have. Yeah, to I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I guess, right? I'll be in every absolute now from now on. But um, I did the no gi and I won. I won. Um, yeah, I beat like an Atos guy who's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Zach, but I don't remember. He was like a guillotine master, guillotine yeah. first guy. And I was like, oh, this guy has good guillotines. And then he, I, I knew it was coming, and he still like, I almost tapped out, cause he, he just like. Like some guys set it up well. Yeah, some guys that have a move that it's like no matter what you do, they're gonna try that move at a certain time. And like maybe they're gonna get it, and sometimes they get it. Like yeah, he had a, he has a guillotine like specialty. So I was like man, but I beat him. I got out and I got to it. I got a back choke, choke in the back. Nice. And then I lost to this Gracie Baja guy, who's like a heavyweight J- Jurgens. And we were mm-hmm. going at it, and he had trying to submit me. And then uh, he, like, twisted my wrist because I have really flexible wrists. And he's, like, trying to armbar me. And, uh, 
I don't know what he, he got me in a knee bar. He like eventually spun over and then he was like he like he was happy. And he's like, dude, you're so hard to submit and we're now we're friends. That's awesome. Yeah. Like he's just like a big <laughs> dude. He's like a big old dude. He like comments on my stuff. He's like, Man, you can't submit this guy. He's like, <laughs> like, people don't know how hard this guy is to like submit. Yeah, he's That's like, hilarious. Yeah, he's like a beast. He's a beast. And uh, yeah, and then I, I so I that was my second, my first IBJJF gold at black belt was against uh, Nogi, and it was at like light feather or something like, something heavy, one fifty five mm-hmm. or, or something. Featherweight. Yeah, there was no one in my Nogi, no one in my Nogi weight class, so I like moved up to like feather. Yeah, so, and then uh, and then my next tournament was a, I did a, I did some super fights, I did a super fight, and I lost to Vincent Sainz or something? Vinny Sainz, yeah. Yeah, from... from Super tough. Lovato, yeah. Yeah, he beat me in decision. I had to fight to win in Texas. Mm -hmm. I saw that match. That was a really, really close match. Yeah. Super exciting. That was a good one. Yeah, he's tough. And Mm -hmm. he's cool. We're cool, too, now. I've seen him at the... I've seen him at the American National. He's like, what's up, bro? It's, like, so cool because, like, you'll fight these guys and it's, like, they can't help but remember you because you guys literally, like, engage in life or death combat. So it's, yeah. Like, you become so, friends with everyone you're competing against. Yeah, and it's, like, I respect jiu-jitsu. Like, like, people are, like, hey, you're on this team. I don't like this team. Uh, and I don't understand that because we all train jiu-jitsu and, like, we have a common common goal, common interests. So it's, mm-hmm. like, why, why are you going to hate on someone that's the same as you, you know? Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, like, we have this com- common similarity so uh yeah anyways so, cool yeah, so you want to talk about nationals too oh uh, yeah 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 national oh so wait before nationals i won double gold in denver that was, that was oh okay was that before covid or after it was during dude this is like right after vinnie size i wait I, I went to uh florida for the abu dhabi and there was like all my guys didn't make weight in my bracket except for the the, like, number one guy. His name was Jonas Andrade. Oh, yeah. I saw that match as well. It was just me and That Jonas was a close Andrade. match, yeah. That guy was a monster. Yeah, yeah, Jonas is tough. Did you see his final at Europeans against Mikey? No. Super close match. You should oh, watch that. It was okay. a ref's decision, but Mikey won. But it was very close. Cool. All right. Yeah, Thanks, yeah check that out. Yeah. Me up. All right, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Mikey and Andrade. They, yeah, he was... He, he was tough, dude. So um, I'm looking forward for a rematch with him. Dallas and Suarez beat me twice. And they're, they're teammates. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have like a couple. The Cicero Costa lightweights are, are kind of like the dangerous ones right now for me. For they're, sure. They're like a bunch of them, and they all train together, and they make each other better, and mm-hmm. a bunch of them. Yeah, so I won the um, – I got second over there out of just me and Jonas Andrade, but I, at least I got to fight him, and mm-hmm. uh, he – he almost triangled me like seven times. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he couldn't. He wasn't able to. And, uh, and then in the second match, he he we he beat me by like one point or two points. I'm not sure. Like he got a triangle attempt on me, and they gave him the the win at the end. With the advantage, scoring one point, right? Yeah, they gave him an advantage for he almost got a triangle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So then he got the yeah. It was a close match. It was like by one point, and then. Um, then I went to Denver, and I won the absolute gi and uh, no gi in Denver. So I did two absolutes, and I got both Ws. What tournament was that? It was the uh, tournament of champions. 
Oh, oh like the the fight to win one. Yeah, it was. They the run that, win. right? Yeah, the final fight to win Colorado State State. Yeah. So, awesome. So yeah, it was a state. I, I I think I told people it was a national, but it was just a state tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Colorado State, and um, that was a good one. I got a bunch of good matches out of out of, out of that one. And then I went to um, then then the next one was American Nationals after that. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, I was able to double gold again, dude. So I double golded at Denver, and then I double golded at American Nationals. And yeah, the American Nationals run was pretty sweet because you won the gi first, and then the nogi. So do you want to talk about your gi matches and then get into yeah, nogi? Yeah, yeah. My first match, my first match was against a super tough dude. Um, yeah, super tough dude. I forget where he trains from, but uh, he gave me a really hard time in the beginning, and I was able to. Um, knee slice, and I, I threatened a choke. So he either had to like I was he either had to like turn into my choke or let me pass. So it was like mm-hmm. I gave him like a he could like turn dilemma. Yeah, so he could either turn turn away into my choke or he could like let me pass. And, and then he he decided to turn away and not let me pass his guard. So he was like pretty stubborn. And then, mm-hmm. So he turned away and then I jumped on his back and I got a choke and it was pretty easy it was not easy but it was pretty quick and then my second match was in the finals oh I, so I got my first match I won and then I got a second round and uh that guy that guy wasn't did it, he he got a bye and then he didn't make the weight so mm, so you went straight to the final yeah, so I went straight to the finals against the Cicero Costa guy. His name's en- Enrique Rossi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, he's really he's very tough. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Um, I, I he was beating me like he was up by two or four, and um, he like in the start of the match we were going, and he uh he I was passing his guard, and he like kicked my my face, so I was like, kind of like out of it a little bit shaking and, up <laughs> yeah i could feel like blood coming out of my nose and stuff yeah and uh yeah he started like getting over on me and beating me and i was like man he got me. <laughs> he got me with that foot kick <laughs> the up kick yeah to slow you with, down <laughs> yeah he got me with that up kick so i was like uh, my passing skills were were, were not were, were, were out and uh anyways he gets to my back or something and and uh i i I uh, start bleeding. I'm bleeding, and then I like show the ref I'm bleeding, and the ref stops it and like cleans up my hand and my nose and stuff. And then um, I was like resting. I was like, okay, now I'm back. And then uh, as soon as we like started again, he's like, all right, guys, same position. So I like he like got on top of me, and I was I was recovered a little bit. And I had some like gauze in my nose, and so we started again. I escaped right away, and then. I started going at him like regular, and I got to his back. Yeah, so I got two chokes from the back, and then um, I went to the absolute. And then my first match was was Gabriel Almeida, and I was. I was <laughs> That's a tough over. match. Yeah. Jake Jake fought him in his division in the semifinal. Oh, I seen that. I was like, dude. Yeah. Why is, I was like, did Jake? I was like, I wonder if the, how that went. I was gonna. Yeah, Jake him. ended up beating him. So it was pretty cool. No they've way. gone they've gone back and forth. Jake, the first time they fought him, he triangled him in the gi. And then the second that was at Brown Belt. Then the second yeah. time they fought was no gi worlds at Black Belt. And Gabriel got an Anaconda choke on Jake. Oh 
And so this was kind of the rubber match, and uh, Jake beat him by two points. It was a great match. Yeah, he got a takedown at the end. It was awesome. Wow. Dude, I have a new newfound respect for Jake. <laughs> dude, yeah. Gabriel Almeida was a nightmare, dude. Yeah, he's a he's a beast. He must have been upset of, with Jake because he he put it on me, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was mad about the match with Jake. Dude, it was like, like took it out on you. Zero. Yeah. Oh was, man. <laughs> like I don't know what made Almeida so upset. Like, oh, <laughs> he was trying to submit me too, and I was like, no. And then he, he was like twenty to zero. That's funny. Yeah, he got like so many advantages. So it was twenty to zero with ten advantages, and I had zero and zero. So it was like I was like totally on defense the whole match. But and I, I was like, there's definitely the all those advantages were submissions. The ten advantages were all submission attempts because mm-hmm. I think because he was just grabbing me and getting points whenever he wanted to. Yeah, but, he's like, a he's a big guy too. It's about one ninety. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's tough to fight him as a rooster weight. I would bet. Yeah. Man, I was like, I don't, I don't want to fight Jake again, dude, because it, was like, it wasn't like closest match, but yeah, but Jake, I'm sure is a lot better now, because he's always been on the rise. You know? Uh huh. Getting better every tournament. It's a good win for him, because I, I was like, I was like, man, Gabriel Almeida, I'm a fan of Gabriel Almeida. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's been fighting really well, especially during COVID. I feel like he got a lot of good fight to win matches. Yeah. He um, he's just been impressive. Brown, he was a monster brown belt, dude. Oh yeah, he, he was, was great. One of the best brown belts. Uh huh. So like I was like, oh cool, I gotta fight him at least. Like so, even though like he beat me up, I was so happy. I was like, I gotta fight Gabriel. <laughs> and then uh, I went to the nogi, and then had like my like my best day ever. Oh, in nogi on the my division, like I beat the first guy eight to zero, and then the second guy was twenty seven to zero. So, Did you end up finishing the second guy with an armbar too? Both guys with armbar, so both guys with armbar. Okay. Yeah, and gi, I got both guys with chokes, and then no gi, I got both armbars. Same armbar, same choke. That's awesome. Yeah, so I just did the same step over armbar on both on both guys. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, and uh, no one scored a point. Well, uh, in the absolute, they did, but so. But not in your weight class. Not in my weight class, except for um in gi. Guy, the 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 Enrique Rossi, he he was up, he had some points on me. So, yeah. But Nogi, I did really well, so I feel like maybe Nogi is maybe more, more like. I more you think? Yeah, I, I like them both, but I like them both. I want to always do them both, but I'm starting to like Nogi again, you know. So it's like I go back and forth, but. Yeah, you got the two wins. Like that was your first black belt gold medal, was Nogi. Yeah. And you got the American Nationals Nogi yeah, gold, so. so it's like, Man, my like, nogi actually is pretty. Like I'm confident in my nogi now, or I'm getting confident with the with the wins I'm getting nogi over, over the gi. And nogi days are always tougher because like they're always on the second day. So, like, yeah, you're, right. You're so you fought probably the day before. Yeah. You're trying so, to recover still. Dude, and uh, for the rooster weight, it's like 122. So I have to f- cut to 127 to make the gi day with my gi. So I'm like 125. And then I gotta be 127. So the whole day I'm I'm thinking like, man, am I gonna make the the nogi weight? Yeah. And the nogi weight is 122. Oh, that is rough. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm like I'm like barely make the the gi weight, and I'm like, oh man. Uh, I was like I was like I thought it'd be lighter and <laughs> make my gi weight, but then I'm like, 
can't and then I go I go I like after the tournament I'm like right on like weight like I like fought the whole day not eating much and like I'm like barely on weight and no gi so like I have to go home and not eat dinner <laughs> make no gi right so it's like man like I don't I don't like doing I don't like uh cutting but it's what's your normal it. like walk around weight when you're not dieting for a tournament well, for the holidays, dude, I'll get to, like, 130 to 135. Mm-hmm. Easy. And I was trying to, like, I was trying to, like, work out a little bit throughout. So I have to, I have to be careful. Try not to get above 130. Because mm-hmm. um, when I get above 130, then it's hard to make, like, it's hard to lose that 10 pounds to get to 125. Yeah. It's really hard. Or the 15 pounds to get to 120. Yeah. Because the Abu Dhabi weight class is 120 around 120 and the mm-hmm. ibjjf rooster no gi is 120 yeah so, yeah i gotta stay around there because i could get i could get big i already i think i could get pretty like it's easy for you to put on weight <laughs> yeah it is because i'm stocky so i could put on like weight but i'd rather be like fast really yeah fast. and lighter and faster yeah that's awesome man I, I mean i've been following your career ever since purple belt late purple belt days early brown belt and uh, me and Jake have wanted to get you on for a while. So it was really cool to see you win nationals. It was obviously a huge accomplishment, like winning gi and no gi, yeah, getting all submissions. Yeah, that was sweet. My yeah. first double gold black belt IBJJF. That's amazing. Yeah, my, my, my first IBJJF double gold ever. That's, that's sick. So I, I have two more questions for you. The first yeah, one yeah. is, so obviously you're like most mostly known for fighting in the open class. You fight bigger guys all the time. I think it's like really common in jiu-jitsu for people who – a lot of people get into jiu-jitsu who aren't like very big or very like physical people because they want to learn how to defend themselves with something where it's more technical. They don't have to use like all this strength. So what advice do you have for someone who is smaller than all their training partners and who's kind of struggling every day in the gym? Like maybe they're losing most of the rounds and they're kind of having trouble like staying motivated. I say the, the best advice or like the advice I would want to give myself is like – is to just stay consistent like just stay consistent with what what your goals are and set goals like if you can set a goal and just like keep keep driving that goal you'll you'll be you'll get there so like if you could like mark your progress and set goals to progress then you could you could progress like but you have to like be realistic where you're at at the moment that all right i'm not i'm not as good as is this guy today but tomorrow I'm going to get, I'm going to get him and like, or if not next week, I'm going to get him. And then you're like, okay, I got this guy. Now this guy got me a hard time. So you keep climbing up. I think if you just climb up, um, skill levels in of people in your gym, eventually you'll be like, you could be a little guy and going against the best guys in your gym. Like just takes a a little bit of consistency. So just being consistent, trying to take it step by step, not setting huge goals that are easy to miss. Yeah, because yeah. some people are like, oh, I, I want to be able to go with Professor, right? That's, <laughs> the, the, that's not the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to go with my professor, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the goal should be, the goal should be like, I want to go with the, the, the person that, that, that is most, like, closest to my skill. And I want to surpass that and then keep keep going to someone that's a little bit better than me, but still, still similar, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Above you or a belt above you. So that, yeah. That's the point, right? Like you're supposed to be kind of hunted by the newer 
the newer belt, the newer generation is supposed to uh-huh. come in. They're coming try. after us. <laughs> yeah, they're coming after you, right? That's the point. And then you're supposed to have the skill to just fend them off. That's that's kind of where your training comes in. It's like fending off all the new the new students, you know. And that's the more that you're the more that you're at practice, the easier it kind of like gets to fend people off because you're just it's just what you do. Like so. Mm. Also, like if you're like smaller, it, if you like take time to to plan out like more your your strategies, like so you take a little bit of like pre 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 game planning, you could do a lot better at practice than kind of just winging it going in there with without knowing what you're gonna do. Like kind of like a tournament, you gotta have a game plan. Mm-hmm. So like I think if you come in with a game plan, you'll do better than not. Like, you have a game plan, and then you're like, oh, it didn't work. So then you know, like, that game plan's not suitable for this opponent. And you're like, game plan yeah. too. You know? So you're almost like game planning for your training partners. Yeah, yeah. So you have, like, a strategy for a different a different training partner. So, like, a big guy, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm not going to pull guard on, on this big guy anymore. So you're like, I'm going to try to just keep wrestling. Or the little guy, you're like, oh, okay, I could trap him in my guard to keep him from moving. So it's like a strategy for a different size person. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. yeah so. so my last question, because this is something, another thing you're known for is you have really good defense. Not only like positional defense, but especially submission defense. Like I've seen guys put you in crazy submissions, like omoplatas, and you're jumping out oh, of them. Yeah. And your defense is sick. So what what advice do you have for people for developing their defense because i feel like that's another problem in jiu-jitsu sometimes is everyone's so focused on offense and attacking so they almost like especially if they're one of the better people in the gym maybe they don't get to work their defense quite as much as they should so So um, what's your advice to them i always saw defense as like a flaw of like some of the some of like the the most aggressive fighters yeah i want i never i I wanted to be well-rounded to where when i start losing it's not over, right? So like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want a chance, like me making a mistake costing me the whole match. So it's like, if I don't want to make mistakes, I don't, I'm not as exciting. If I don't care about mistakes, then I can kind of go, go and be free and exciting because I don't care about like if I end up in a bad position. So I'm able to throw flying triangles or or jumping guard pass like cartwheel pass like what I like to do mm-hmm. because I'm not worried that if I if I miss it or if I end up in a bad position, I could get out for the most part. Yeah. But um, the main thing about, like, training your defense is to be on the defense. So it's easy for me because I was always, like, on the defense as a small guy. So yeah. I was fortunate <laughs> to be a mauled. But if, <laughs> yeah, I can relate not. to that. I feel like I <laughs> don't have too yeah. much problems training my defense. <laughs> so so if you're not, say, like, you're, like a, you're just a killer – then I would just say recommend to make yourself even better is to put yourself in a bad spot just because, like, you you want to be able to, like, know that no, even if you're in a bad spot, you could come back from anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like there's still hope in the darkest, like, spot. So, yeah, like, that you're makes in a sense. fully sunken choke. There's, who says you can't spin out and then go to the back? Yeah. Um, like, it's part of the... You know, it's part of the you've, excitement. You've done it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, I've been yeah. I was I was I was in a choke in the Denver Absolute. This guy held me in a anaconda for like three minutes. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's I was like, crazy. 
<laughs> but I was able to get out and I won by points. But and then I got caught in a triangle just the other day and then he got me in like ten seconds just with squeeze. So it's like it just depends. Like, uh, like every time I get submitted now, I'm like, man, I got this is like my twentieth to hundredth time getting triangled in tournament. I was like, I got it, you know. So now it's like, man, why am I getting triangled still? So it's like basically like I've been thinking this as a white belt, like why am I getting triangled? <laughs> now I'm a black belt, like why am I getting triangled? <laughs> It's like there's always something to like change and, and learn from the defense, right? So if For I were sure. maybe I wouldn't have ever got submitted, maybe I wouldn't care about defending triangles like I do right now. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, he triangled me yesterday. I gotta check my triangle defense. So yeah, like, it's crazy. Jiu-jitsu is like so infinite. Like every time you think you have a problem solved, another problem pops up. So it's yeah. like, and and maybe you have a problem solved against one person, but someone else can do that, that same position against to you. That problem, yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like it's never ending. That's like my favorite thing about jujitsu. It is, it is, dude. And it's like you could always learn from like anybody. You could learn from the worst, the worst of the jujitsu fighters and the best of them. And you yeah. could actually learn from bad examples of people set too. Like you could just mm-hmm. start to learn from every bad or good situation. For sure. So, yeah, so thank you so much again for coming on. We really appreciate it. We'll get you on again when Jake's here. Um, For sure, we want to have you on a second time. So um, do you want to talk about, like, any of your sponsors or any of your – I know you mentioned some of the people who have supported you throughout your career, but um, any other sponsors or anyone you want to thank? Um, Just just my soap sponsor just right now. And, yeah. What's the name of your soap sponsor again? 8494 soap company 8494 soap company so everyone check them out yeah they're they're yeah they're awesome so they've been kind of taking care of me right during like everything they just start they're new but it's my it's my friend that's kind of set me up for my whole yeah so he's helped you out a lot already (laughs) yeah he's helped me out already and he yeah he's cool so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna help you know give back a little bit to for sure by, by representing his brand and what's the name of your gym? My gym is well. It's gonna be called Giant Slayer Jiu Jitsu soon, but right mm-hmm. now it's Rafael Jiu Jitsu. Rafael Jiu Jitsu, and it's in North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, it's in North Carolina. Okay. So it's uh, the old coach was Rafael Jovet Ramos, like a Gracie mm-hmm. Baja guy. And uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah but cool. then he had his own school, so yeah, and then he he moved, so that was now now it's. It's now going to be my team. For, yeah. Awesome. So Giant Slayer Jiu-Jitsu in North Carolina. Definitely yeah. look that up. Check it out. The name will be changed soon. And, uh, yeah, just thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's been so hey. fun watching you compete. Hopefully we can train with you again one day. I know me and Jake have both gotten the opportunity to roll with you, so it was awesome. And cool. hope to do it again soon. Yeah, so. awesome. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's cool that we competed against each other, but we're, we're homies. you know. Like, yeah, yeah, you and Jake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right? Cool. I got to roll with you at, at an open mat. Oh, I don't know was, if you remember was, that. Oh, okay. That's yeah. It was no, it was at Megatons. We got to train okay, at an open mat. Train. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we just trained. No, we've talked at tournaments a bunch, but yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that was a fun round, man. I I think about that all the time. Okay, it was cool. super fun. So yeah. Yeah, man, man. yeah absolutely. That'd be Thanks. so fun. Appreciate cool. you guys. Tell yeah, you guys sure. what's up, dude, and congrats on the on the American Nationals and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll I'll just close out the episode and then uh, we'll chat a little bit after. But so, yeah. So thanks, everyone, for listening. This was episode 65 with Esteban Martinez. 
Please use uh, Electrum Performance, um, their app and their website to get your strength and conditioning needs met. And just use OpenGuardCast25. Just want to thank our academies, Marcio Andre Jiu-Jitsu and Marikaba BJJ, and all the other sponsors that we normally thank. So we will be back next week with another episode. This was episode 65, and we will see you guys soon.